This audio is brought to you by Muslim Central. Please consider donating to help cover our running costs and future projects by visiting www.muslimcentral.com forward slash donate. Assalamu alaikum. This is Yasmin Mujahid, and you're listening to Serenity, streaming live on One Legacy Radio. Today, we are taking your questions on the topic of hardships, and uh, this is a topic that a lot of people send uh, quite a bit of uh, inquiries about. It's something that we've all faced, and we all will face at one point or another in our lives. And, uh, you know, we know that this life is is a mix uh, of both hardship and ease as Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala tells us in yusra that with hardship is ease and this is something that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has emphasized in the Quran that this life is uh it's not all good but it's not all bad either and that whenever Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala gives us something that is a challenge he along with that challenge also gives us ease and gives us the ability uh, to withstand that. Sometimes uh, the the difficulty is is whenever we're in that hardship, it becomes difficult to sometimes see the ease, and sometimes we can't recognize it because we become so focused on the hardship itself, and it uh, sort of surrounds us, and we and we um, have trouble focusing on anything else. And as a result of focusing on the hardship itself and, and allowing the hardship to, to take over me and allowing the hardship to consume me, I'm actually no longer able to see the ease that Allah has also given me. Inna ma'al usri yusra. Indeed, with hardship is ease. Uh, and it has everything to do with where my heart is focused. And you'll find that no matter what situation you're in, anytime the heart focuses on on something other than Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, it feels pain. And the pain comes in different forms, but, but you'll find that across different situations, any time the heart focuses on something other than Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, it suffers. For example, if a hardship comes to me, and because I'm dealing with this hardship, it might be financial, it might be personal, uh, it might be something in my family. It might be something in my career. But when that hardship faces me, when I face rather that hardship, I, I, you know, as human beings, we immediately move our attention and our focus to the hardship itself. Now, all of my, of my attention and my focus of heart and mind gets, you know, is now looking towards, is now directed towards the hardship itself and when we do that now i want you to imagine for a moment uh, a person who's looking at something and as soon and, and and suppose that that person might be facing their face is facing they're they're looking directly at something and then all of a sudden they hear a loud noise on their left or on their right and immediately we as human beings when we hear a loud noise our face our, our our face turns towards the direction of the of the noise of where the noise is coming from that turning is what happens to us in hardship we might be focused on allah subhanahu wa ta'ala 
Uh, and, 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 and this is in one scenario. A person might be focused on Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And then as soon as something hits them, uh, a hardship comes. It, it, it takes that focus away. And now we look towards that thing which made the loud sound. Uh, how does this then manifest itself? Well, now, for example, when I'm praying, I'm no longer able to focus in my prayer on Allah. Instead, now when I'm praying, I'm thinking about the problem. I'm working through different solutions in my mind. Well, if I do this, then, you know, this will happen. But if I don't do this, this other thing will happen. And so now my my thoughts are are being consumed with this with this problem itself and trying to solve it and and what happens is you'll know that this is the case because it will take over uh, your prayers for example it will be what what you think about all day long it'll be the first thing that comes to your mind when you wake up in the morning and that process of just thinking and thinking and thinking about it well think back to the to the example i gave when you turned your face to look at the sound the direction of the sound it meant that you're no longer looking at what you were originally looking at and that's the that's the the nature of the heart is that it can only look in one direction uh it, it it's just it's just like when i'm when my when my eyes are looking at something if my face is is directed towards one direction i cannot see behind me at the same time and so the heart is the same way the heart also has a face uh, and and it faces in one direction or another if all of my attention and focus and concern is even about this hardship uh, itself then that means i've looked away from allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and it's in that looking away from allah subhanahu wa ta'ala of the heart that really causes the 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 deep pain and 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 so then you know people naturally will ask this question of well well what do i do how do i even avoid that i mean i'm i'm facing Maybe my husband got laid off. Maybe I got laid off. Um, my wife got laid off. Uh, we can't pay for. We can't pay our bills. Um, you know, somebody uh, is sick, or somebody died, or uh, someone is hurting me, or I'm not able to get married, or I got. I'm getting divorced. I'm having family problems. Whatever issues uh, that that a person is dealing with, naturally, it's very difficult to not think about it. It's it's very difficult to 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 keep the mind from getting consumed by it and this is really where we have to exert energy so often we exert our energy into trying to work through solving the problem on our own okay and i want to just emphasize this doesn't mean that we aren't taking action to try to solve the problem but we try to solve it on our own or maybe we go to um the creation or we use means to try to solve it but we're taking it upon ourselves to try to solve this problem that is why we get overwhelmed that is why it takes over and we feel smothered and we feel like we can't we can't carry it anymore and it's because i'm trying to carry a mountain and i'm obviously not equipped to carry a mountain uh, and so my my mistake is that i'm trying to carry something i wasn't never created to be able to to carry if instead of exerting our efforts to try to carry a mountain instead if we exert our efforts to keep the heart focused on the right thing then actually what will happen is my problem will become light my problem will become easy and my problem will become solved 
And this is where we really are exerting our effort in the wrong place. We, we put in effort, but we're not putting it in, in keeping the heart focused on the one who can solve it. The, the lesson here is instead of worrying about the problem, uh, I need to, instead of focusing rather, instead of focusing on the problem, I need to focus on the one who can solve it. And realizing that I can't solve it. It's just like um, I don't look at you know, Mount Everest and I say, you know, I can, I can actually lift that up and I can carry it on my back. Uh, that would be crazy. And um, that's exactly what we do when, we, when we're facing something really, really heavy, something really difficult, we try to carry it on our backs. And that isn't something we can do. Trying to do that will will waste your efforts or waste your energy and and exhaust you and smother you and make you feel as though um, you you can't even function. Because obviously, if someone is trying to lift a mountain, um, they're not going to have any energy left for anything else. And on top of it, you don't succeed in lifting the mountain. All you do, if you're trying to lift something that is too heavy for you to carry, you don't end up lifting it. You don't end up being able to carry it. And all you do is make yourself very, very tired. This is how we respond uh, incorrectly to hardship. We use our efforts to try to, to try to take care of the problem ourselves, to try to solve it. We use our mental energy, our emotional energy, our psychological energy in that uh, endeavor instead of using it in the right way. Uh, and the right way is to, is to ask for the one who can solve it. Ask the one who can carry it. Ask the one who is in, in control of all of it. Uh, all of these things are a creation of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, including your hardships, including your pain, including your, your sadness and, and your happiness as well. All of these are creations and they were made for a particular very specific purpose. Uh, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala tells us that He doesn't want to make things hard on us. He doesn't want us to, to, to be... Uh, to make things difficult, but rather Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala wants good for us. Allah wants to purify us and Allah wants to ultimately bring us back to the correct focus. Uh, so what I want to do now, inshallah, is begin to take some of the questions that we received and, and I will take uh, as I will also take questions from the chat box, inshallah. One person asked, I have a question, how to build up our character when we are facing a hard time? Um, of our faith and and this this is a good question because this is exactly what we should be looking at with the hardship how can how can this hardship build up my character that is actually the reason why hardships are given to us if if we are responding properly then the hardship is a character builder if we are not responding properly then the hardship is a punishment upon us. But we can always rectify our response. There is never a point, so long as we're still alive, that we have to say, you know, I'm not, I'm not responding properly. That means I fail. That means Allah is displeased with me and I'm going to give up now. There's no point where we need to say that because there's always a chance as long as Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has given us another day to live and another breath to take, we can still always come back to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and respond properly. The question then is, what is the proper response to hardship? And we can basically uh, separate res the response to hardship into three categories. The first category is the category of 
of uh, the, the type of response that as believers we absolutely want to avoid. And that is the response of anger at Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, the response of resentment at Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. This is the how could you do this to me, why me uh, type response. This is not the proper response for a believer. And this response actually makes things harder on us and it's an indication that this hardship is not good for us um, and, and, and it's based on the fact that, that we're responding in the wrong way. Many people ask that question that they don't know. How do I know if this hardship is, is a punishment from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala or if it is a blessing or a test from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala? And the answer is it has everything to do with our response. If our response is uh, the, the the first response that we spoke about of of anger and resentment at Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, then this is an indication that perhaps this is a punishment upon us and we need to fix our response in order to uh, purify ourselves and get the benefit of of the of the process of 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 hardship uh, cleansing us. The second uh, type of response or category of response is the very minimum that we should have as believers. And that's the response of sabr, the response of patience, of perseverance through the hardship. This means, the definition of sabr in this case, is that when the hardship comes to me, it may hurt inside. It may, I may be, I may be um, in pain inside, but I do not complain. I restrain myself from complaint. I restrain myself from anything that would um, indicate that I am angry uh, at Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala or that I am not trying to be patient. And so patience does not necessarily mean that I'm not in pain. Patience does not necessarily mean that I don't cry. But patience is a state of the heart where I am not complaining. Uh, although it may hurt me, I am not angry. I am not complaining at Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And this, in this case, I may be crying to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala or complaining to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, but not about Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And there is a vast difference between complaining to Allah and complaining about Allah. To complain to Allah is something that even the prophets, peace be upon them all, did. To complain to Allah is to tell Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, you know, Allah, this hurts. And Ya Allah, this is hard for me. Help me. Uh, this is complaining to Allah. And there is absolutely nothing wrong with showing your weakness. And in fact, this is something beloved to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is that we do admit our need to Him because we are all in desperate need of Him. But many of us do not admit it. Many of us refuse to admit it. And, and so the one who admits it is more beloved to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, that humility, asking Allah for help, that's complaining to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And we know, for example, the dua of the Prophet Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam after what happened to him in Ta'if, and this, 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 the, this horrible treatment uh, that the people gave to him, that, that he was treated so badly, um, and, and he was, the, the people threw... Uh, threw things at him until he bled and 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 he was so hurt at this point and yet he his what what was his response was he turned only to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and he complained to Allah 
about what 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 he was going through this was this is this is not a, obviously a contradiction of patience or sabr uh, crying to Allah or even crying out of pain is not a contradiction of patience and sabr a contradiction of patience would be to complain about what is happening to be angry to say how could this happen to me why me this isn't fair as if one is saying that Allah is not fair as if one is saying that the decision of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala was not just as if someone is saying that Allah made a mistake a'udhu billah that is what it that is what it means to 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 have that feeling of complaint and anger and we ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to protect us from that and we ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala not to test us with those things uh, you know that that would that would potentially even bring that out of our hearts qulu amin and so we we we've spoken about this the second level of of sabr and this is the level that the believers should have and the result of this response to hardship the result of having sabr and patience in in hardship is what the prophet sallallahu describes in a hadith when he says that there is no sadness or sorrow or pain that that befalls a believer even the prick of a thorn except that it removes sins like tree like like leaves falling from a tree this is the result this is the fruits of sabr in hardship is that we are purified we are cleansed of our sins and and that's the beauty of of having this proper response is that it's cleaning us allah subhanahu wa ta'ala speaks in the quran about hardship and how the hardships were 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 sent upon nations uh, and one of the reasons that allah speaks uh, that uh, speaks about is liyumahsal liyumahsal amanu that that so that Allah will will make the believers undergo a process of tamhis. And tamhis, when you look at this Arabic word, you'll find that this word is the same word that's used to describe the the purification of gold. When you take gold and you want to purify it of its of its you know, if there's any type of impurity in that gold, the way in which you remove it is by heating it up. By, by heating it up and and so once you heat up gold what happens to the gold is that the impurities are removed and what's left over is just pure it's pure gold this is how allah describes the process happening to the believers that allah is doing tamhis to the people to those who believe through the hardship when responded to correctly, you are being purified like we purify gold. That only happens when we respond properly with patience. And it's removing our sins like leaves falling from a tree. And the third level that, that scholars speak about is the highest level of response to hardship. And that's the level of rida. Uh, rida means contentment. Uh, a person we you know we said that in the category of sabr a person feels internally feels that pain internally they feel that pain however um with the with the category of rida the internal state is different inshallah we will take a short break now and when we return we will speak more about this highest level of response to hardship 
Assalamu alaikum. This is Yasmin Mujahid, and you're listening to Serenity, streaming live on One Legacy Radio. Uh, we are speaking today about response to hardship and the purpose of hardship and um, and, and, and what are the fruits of, of, of uh, different types of responses to our hardships. We uh, spoke about, so far, two levels of response to hardship. Uh, the first being the one we want to avoid, and that's the, the, the response of complaint and anger and resentment towards God at how could you do this to me. And uh, th- this this is this is the response that that makes us lose the benefit and the fruit of hardship, which is something that we gain in the second level, uh, and only when we respond with patience, with sabr, and that is to purify us, to remove our sins, and 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 to clean us out internally uh, of our of our uh, you know internal deficiencies and. Uh, there's this quote that I really like. Uh, a, a, po- a poet said that when someone beats a rug with a stick, the beating is not intended for the rug, but it's intended for the dirt inside of the rug. And in the same way that when we are going through a hardship, we have to remember that this that that this thing I'm going through, it's not intended to hurt me. It's intended to clean that dirt that's inside of me if we view every you know every challenge that we that we go through in that way our response will be very different and and this brings us to the highest level of response uh, which is rida rida is when uh, the internal state is no longer uh, in pain or perturbed uh, even in the hardship itself but there is a calm inside although um, you know, with sabr, we said that even if there's no, you know, it, there's there's a agi- there might be pain inside, but outside one has restrained themselves from from complaint, and that's very um, commendable. Uh, however, rida is when inside it's also calm, that there's a contentment with whatever Allah Subhanahu wa Taala gives, that there isn't that, you know, inside that agitation, that fear, that 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 pain but rather just calm it, it, it you know one one way that that i like to describe rida it's it's like imagine if you're going uh shopping with someone that you're madly in love with and this person is picking a gift for you so the person's going to go through the store and find something to give you as a gift from them and suppose they pick out something maybe it's a sweater and maybe you know, if this gift were for, from anyone else, you might think that it was hideous, right? Or maybe most people would consider it hideous. Uh, suppose it was objectively, um, you know, just according to most people's standards would look externally to be um, not very attractive. However, uh, because of the person who gave you this gift, you cherish the gift. You love the gift, not because of the gift itself, not because of any characteristic in the gift itself. You, mo- you know, you may not normally like that type of sweater, uh, but you love the gift because you love the giver. You love the gift because of who gave it to you, not because of what it se- what it is, the characteristic of the gift itself. And I and I think that this is really uh, how we should understand rida, that. Everything that that we have and whatever comes our way is from who? It's from Allah. Allah is the giver. And if we really love the giver, 
then whatever he gives, whatever comes from him, we will love simply because it came from him. And it, and it no longer matters what it is. It doesn't, uh, you know, we can understand this concept with, with worldly things and with our human relationships. You know, if someone's in love, uh, uh, the person they, they love could give them a pencil and, you know, they cherish it, right? Um, oh my gosh, like this is the first pencil they ever gave me, you know? Like the idea here is that it's just, it becomes sentimental, becomes something that your heart cherishes simply because you love the one who gave it to you. And that is is enough to make you love the gift. This is the the high and Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has you know the highest uh method for Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala the highest example is for Allah that if we really I mean imagine if we really love Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and we know that this came from him this is his choice for us Allah has chosen this particular gift for us and and you know it's kind of like somebody again who's who you're in love with has chosen something for you in a particular color. And maybe it wasn't a color that you would have all otherwise chosen for yourself. But you're pleased with it. You're pleased with it because of who picked it out for you. You love the one who picked it for you. And look at, you know, Allah has chosen things for us in our lives. He's chosen our parents. He's chosen our, our children. He's chosen our spouse. I mean, ultimately, these are all things that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has written for us. And, 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 and so in the end, are we pleased? Are we pleased with, with the decision of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala for us? Even in our hardships, even when something faces me, am I, am I pleased? Am I pleased that, that this is... Who did this come from? Who is this? You know, it's kind of, it's a package outside your door. And the question isn't what's in the package. The question should be, who did it come from? And when you find out who it came from, are you not pleased? Uh, and, and that's how we should really uh, look at, you know, anything that, that, that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has given us. And, and the scholars say that when you have this type of response to hardship, the level of rida. And we ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to make it easy on us to reach that level that the, the fruit of this response is not only purification, but elevation uh, in elevating us in our status with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala uh, and in, in our station with him. And this is this is the most beautiful of gifts is to be near to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And that is the fruit of rida. Uh, the, the next question that I received says, I find that it's easy to remember Allah with passion when we need his help. But when things are fine, I find that despite praying regularly, I don't feel the same passion and love for Allah. How do I regain the same passion that I had earlier? SubhanAllah, this this person mentions something that is is also one of the 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 realities of hardship and 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 we said that one of the reasons why Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala sends hardships is because it purifies us tamhis uh, the the process of purification uh, as you pur- purify gold another reason why Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says in the Quran that he sends hardship is is so that we will return to him and la'allahum uh, in in order that they will return Sometimes, as the sister or brother said, sometimes when we're very lost, um, it takes a storm to wake us up and bring us back. You know, you'll find that even an atheist, if you put them in the middle of an ocean and, you know, as long as the ocean is calm and the, the person feels that they are in control, 
They don't see any need for God. And they may even be an atheist. But as soon as the storm hits, as soon as the waves are now like mountains on two sides of the boat, and that person realizes that they are in, they are, have absolutely no control at that point, even an atheist mates will, will turn and look for a higher power, even an atheist. This is, this is something that's in our nature to look for something bigger than ourselves to help us to, to devote ourselves to this is, this is ingrained in our nature as human beings. And the problem is that we just, we just numb that we just, we hide it. We, we cover it up with, with a lot of, um, and apps and, and music and drugs and alcohol and, 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 and attachments and distractions and all the things that we numb ourselves with. And what we're doing is we're also suffocating that fitra. We're covering up that fitra, that, that nature. And even when you look at the root word of kufr, uh, the, the, the word kufr itself means to cover. A kafir in the Quran is referring to a, a gardener, a tiller, someone who, who covers up the 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 ground with or covers the seed with dirt uh, that the, the root word of kufr is to cover up uh, someone who is who who is a kafir is literally someone who's covering things up and one of the things that's being covered up is this nature this natural I- inclination to the want to to recognize a higher power and to recognize that he is one uh, that that he is has no equal and that there's nothing like him and even though we refer to him with the pronoun he he is not actually a male uh, or like a man but that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala that God is high above uh, any of his creation and is not like them uh, we there is nothing like like him and uh, we know that that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala tells us um, in in surah um, al-ikhlas قُلْ هُوَ اللَّهُ أَحَدٌ اللَّهُ الصَّمَدٌ لَمْ يَلِدْ وَلَمْ يُولَدْ وَلَمْ يَكُنْ لَهُ كُفْوًا أَحَدٌ And there is nothing like unto him at the end of this of this of this surah. So Allah subhanahu wa taala has put that nature in us, and every time that we, you know, sometimes like like the the um, the listener was saying, sometimes when things are easy, you know, there's no storm. I'm comfortable on the shore. I'm sipping, you know, pina colada, non-alcoholic, of course, and um, I'm comfortable. So I, I don't really feel the need to turn to a higher power. And it's when that hardship hits, then we go back to God. And that's what, what makes us be more uh, able to be sincere, uh, like, you know, in our passion and our love for him. So it is a very good question of how do we regain that same passion once we are, again, safe on the shore and I think the answer is it, we have to stay connected with a lot of dhikr. Uh, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has emphasized the need for remembrance again and again and again in the Qur'an. That this is what feeds our heart. This is what gives us life. If we are not remembering Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, it is as if we are starving our hearts, suffocating our souls. Uh, there's a hadith of the Prophet wasallam, very profound, that says the difference between the one who remembers his Lord and the one who does not remember him is like the difference between the living and the dead. So the the one who is remembering God is 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 alive. That that person is alive, and the one who has forgotten God, the one who does not remember Him, the one who who 
Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala plays no real part in their life in how they live or what they talk about or what they want or what they strive for, what they fear. Really, you know, sometimes our our faith uh, or our, you know, claiming of faith is just on the tongue. We might say la ilaha illallah, but Allah really plays no part in our actual lives and in our hearts and in our minds. And and when we're not remembering Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, when we are disconnected from that remembrance, we are disconnecting our hearts from its source of nourishment, from its source of life. Uh, and that's and that's a, a lot of times why we end up falling out of that that nearness and out of that that intense passion that that we we otherwise have during hardship because think about it what are we doing differently during the time of hardship there are there are things that we are actually practically doing differently during the hardship versus once the hardship is over if you just reflect on your own life and you see how did i act what were the things i did during my hardship versus what were the things that i i do otherwise and you'll find that when when you were in your hardship you were waking up and praying qiyam you were waking up in the last third of the night you were constantly begging allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and making dua you were so uh, in need of him and you were and you were realizing this need for him you were you were remembering him day and night because you knew that you couldn't get yourself out of this situation and you needed him so you were remembering him you were making more dua you were more you were more humble to him you were waking up in the last third of the night you were praying maybe you were praying uh, your prayers more regularly whereas once the hardship uh, was taken away you you actually left those actions you left those acts of worship so it's no wonder then that we ask ourselves that why are we in a different state uh, once the hardship is gone we have to examine what did we do differently when we were d- going through that hardship and most of the time we'll find that our in- that that our remembrance was increased and that our that our worship our ibadah was increased and once the hardship is lifted it goes back to to that lower level maybe now we're we're not as careful about our prayers or we're no longer praying in the last third of the night we're no longer really making much dua because we don't really feel the need to and and that's really our problem maybe when we were going through that hardship we were making more istighfar we were seeking forgiveness from allah we were afraid that maybe allah is displeased with us so we were desperately asking for forgiveness. But then once it became easy again, we gave up that very, very important uh, act of ibadah. Inshallah, I will take another short break now. And returning, we'll uh, take more questions on this question, on this topic of hardship. <laughs>